0: Hello 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 and welcome back to another episode. In today's episode we're going to be discussing utilising coaching correctly. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry with your host Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. We are very lucky here in the UK to have an incredible selection of coaches, like from when I started I just didn't even know how to find a coach when I first started Um, and we have a section on the website so if you are looking for a coach make sure you're heading over to www.pageantland.online, click the resources link, click the suppliers and you will find a whole host of suppliers and there is a whole page there dedicated to pageant coaches. Um, I've not just worked with pageant coaches. So I want to make that clear from the start that I have worked with business coaches, I've worked with life coaches, and I've worked with pageant coaches. Um, In fact, I've probably worked with well over 10 different coaches across those three industries. Um, I know at least 10 coaches. Um, And I've worked with, I think, Five, possibly six pageant coaches um, in the years that I've been involved in pageantry. I've had um, mixed experiences across all three sectors. Um, and the advice I'm going to be giving today is not just based on pageant coaching. Some of this has been learned from... Um, Sort of successes and failures with coaches in other industries as well. So I kind of wanted to make that clear so that people aren't doing that usual game of trying to guess which coach I'm referencing because I might be referencing someone outside of the pageant industry. So uh, there's that little disclaimer before we get going. And um, like I said, I've worked worked with them across the different industries, personal business and pageantry, and um, and they are very very different. Um, in fact, the term coach in theory, is wrong for most of the coaches in the pageant industry um, compared to the definition if you were to become a life coach or a business coach. Um, in theory, most uh, if you teach an actual skill, um, it would be term wise actually called a mentor um outside of different industries so I think that's one thing to be aware of if you've worked with coaches outside of the pageant industry moving into the pageant industry it, it is a very different concept because they in pageant coaching they do teach skills um, Whereas actually the definition and terminology, if you've uh, trained to be a coach, I have done a life coaching course um, and I do use a little bit with my personal training um, and it has helped me become a better coach in other areas that I have helped with, but I've never uh, professionally identified as um, as just a coach. Um, I teach the two programmes with pageant land coaching, but both of those feed into uh, ladies working with pageant coaches um, because it, it's we don't do walk for example I don't do any walk coaching and anyone that's worked with me on walk will know it's my absolute weakest area it would be a joke for me to teach pageant walking or any kind of walking I can teach you how to stroll around the gym that's about it um so the the packages that we offer with pageant land coaching are very very different um one has a whole specific section on working with the right coach and finding the right coach for for the lady that I'm to run the program with and um, for example and um, and the other one is purely about your your purpose and your platform work and um, so both like I said both feed into working with other coaches and um, but I do have like I said experience in giving coaching and receiving coaching and um, and that's where I thought it was really important particularly now we have such a plethora of amazing coaches in the UK to start talking about these kind of things and um, so the first thing you need to be doing um When considering a coach. Now, I highly recommend a coach to anyone. There are so many different budgets now, um, different commitments, group coaching, one to one coaching, um, going to a coaching camp like Crown Camp. Um, There's so many different options. So, I would say it is money well spent um, because it will benefit not just your pageantry, but outside of that. And I've yet to work with a coach where it hasn't benefited outside of pageantry as well. so I, I would I, I always recommend getting a coach whenever we get people message us asking questions uh, saying they're new to pageantry I'm like have you looked at a coach or coaching day or an online group coaching call or anything like that um but you want to make sure you're doing a lot of research um sometimes systems will have recommended coaches for their system and I'm going to go into that a little bit later uh well actually in a minute um and um that is an important element. So I will come back to that. But you want to make sure uh, you're not just reading all the information that the coach provides you, you want to speak to other pageant ladies, uh, you want to reach out to your system and um, to find out if they've got any recommended ones or if they've got any um, queens that have become coaches. Uh, some coaches then become queens, some coaches were queens and that led them into coaching and um, so it's always, always very good um to make sure you have a look at that one of my biggest things um and i definitely learned this from experience was finding a coach that really understands your system and um, when i first had a coach i didn't understand quite how different systems were um quite how different and varied the expectations were the staging was the walks were the expectation with outfits um Within the UK, we have some that are, we don't have massively have that kind of natural glitz split as much as America, but we definitely do have that split. And I didn't realise that. Um, so it's if you don't realise that, how are you going to select a coach that's right? Um, so make sure that your coach has some experience in. Um, I don't want to say that they've necessarily competed in um, but that's that's kind of up to you to decide. Um, I guess if you find out what their experience is, and if they've coached a lot of girls in that system who have gone on to be very successful, um, then it's not necessarily important that they've competed in that system. But I would be questioning if they've never competed in the system and they've never coached a girl in the system before, um, if they're going to have the knowledge in it. Um, and you kind of don't... <laughs> You don't want that coach going, oh, pants, they, I, I don't know anything about this system. I've never even watched a final. I better phone another coach who does know about this system. Um, personally, if someone if, if someone was coming to me and asked to be coached in an area I didn't have expertise in, I would pass them on to another coach. Um, and coaches really should be doing that. Um, if you don't feel as a coach, if someone comes to you and you don't feel that you can provide um, the value for money based on the system that they're competing in and they're committed to that system um, then please pass them on to another coach um it's it's not fair <laughs> it's not fair if you don't know the system pass them on to another coach um, and like i said you can reference the website for for specific coaches and um, my next point is system recommended coaches uh, some systems may have a sponsor who's a coach that so you would get a discounted rate with them and um, some of them may have um particular coach that's going to be there on the day of finals to help um, working with the stage and give you all that extra confidence boost. So it might be worth uh, reaching out and working with those coaches. However, I don't know any systems who specify you have to only work with their recommended coach. Um, So if that coach isn't a nice fit for you, say you really want to do coaching in person. Some people don't connect digitally very well. Um, if you really want to coach in person and the recommended coach or the, the sort of partnered coach for that system um, lives a million miles away, um, then it might be better for you to coach with someone more local. Um, there are quite a few systems that have sort of their preferred, their recommended coach um, and maybe see if you could do sort of one or two sessions with them, particularly if you've got to do it virtually say I can't see you in person. So I'm going to see this coach in person and this one virtually. Um, and I think that it's always nice to be open and honest with coaches if you're going to be working with more than one. And I will be touching on that a bit further along. And um, I will be competing in Yemi next year. Um, and I'm working with two coaches. Um, and they both know that I'm working with another coach. And they both um, can, there's like, one specializes in one, one specializes in something else. So they, they complement each other really, really well. Um, but I will be talking about that a little bit more. But that's, that's where I am at personally at the moment. Um, so like I said, do check with your system, but I have yet to find a system that says you have to only train because you are in X system. You have to train with X systems' um coach. But do double check with your director. Um, double check if maybe there's any coaching involved. Um, I know that. Um, they do a like a workshop day the day before Galaxy, or they usually do. Obviously, we don't know how things are going to be next year um, with COVID restrictions and things. But they usually do a COVID, uh, a COVID a workshop day the day before. Now it might be that um, I'm going to use Galaxy as an example here. You're considering doing Galaxy 2022. Um, you might want to see if you can attend the 2021 workshop day. Um, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> Holly's going to shoot me. I don't know if that's possible. But as an example, um, if you are thinking, ahead, do you want to give yourself a year to compete? You Maybe you want to see a competition on stage before you commit. Um, find out if over that weekend there is any coaching going on um, that you might be able to join in with. Um, I also know they did um, a similar workshop the day of, or the day before, I think it was the day of the Pageant Land Ball, which was hosted by the same company. Um, so have a look at that. See if they're, they're maybe hosting any workshop day Throughout the year, and um, workshop days are actually a really good starting point. Um, if you are new to coaching and new to pageantry, because one, you're going to meet um, other pageant girls, um, and the other one is that you are going to get a taster usually at a discounted rate. Group coaching is usually cheaper, um so you get a bit of a flavour for it a bit of a flavour for pageantry and a bit of flavour for the coach. Um, now, I'm I'm going to pretend that covid doesn't exist for a minute um there are um like the crown camp that does has group coaching opportunities for some private coaching that is run by the crown coach which is harriet lane um I also have seen pageant girls will host coaching days as their like charity fundraising ideas. Um, So it will be a small fee, part of which goes to charity. So you can also count it as an appearance as well. Um, These can be great taster ones. Um, I know that, um, oh, oh, it's Rainmakers. Rainmakers did a complete brain... Hiccup then, um, Rainmakers did uh, like a group coaching digital um digital program during lockdown, and um, I know a lot of coaches have been doing more digital during lockdown. But I know Rainmakers definitely did a, a group program, and I think uh, Pageant Coaching Academy might have done um like a special group program during lockdown. So um, it's it's definitely worth um reaching out to them saying, have you got any group days coming up either in person or virtually? Um, hopefully more in person stuff next year, um. I would always try and do some one-to-one before your pageant um, you can ask those quote-unquote stupid questions there are no stupid questions but sometimes you might not feel comfortable asking certain things in the group setting um, you can just get put your mind at ease you can go more into detail of the things that are for you show in, show them your outfits um, usually in group sessions there isn't the time to um, try on your outfits to do all the different walks um, so it might be that if you've got a big petticoat, you could just take the petticoat to practice the walk in if you wanted to. And um, whereas with one to one, often there is time to try on the outfits, um, and the coach can make suggestions with the outfits, help with any styling bits and pieces as well. Um, so I would start if you've never done anything. I'd start with group coaching. Um, it's a great way to uh, test out pageantry and a great way to test out um, to like try out the coach and see if they are a good fit for you. I would suggest making it very clear um, to the coach what it is that you want from their coaching and what it is that you want from competing. And... Um... I have an episode coming out in a couple of weeks' time where we're going to talk about purpose from pageantry because I'm very, very passionate about everyone knowing what their purpose from competing is and their goals and their reasons why and things. And you really need to have thought about that before you go into a coaching situation. Um, go in and specifically say, I, I'm really, really worried about interview or I'm quite happy with interview, so let's touch on that, but I'd like to save a lot more time for walk. Um, for me, my, my walk is always like, where, where I need the most help. Um, I spend very little time in heels naturally, I am in trainers and we don't wear shoes in my house, so we're barefoot and trainers, that's my life. Um, and so uh, I always need much more time on my walk. Um, some of the coaches are really good with um, helping more on the like the personal development side. Um, Rachel Tate, for example, has additional qualifications that can help with like personality assessments and things like that. Um, if you've never done anything like that, it can be absolutely amazing. Um, for me, for example, because I have um, done life coaching and business coaching, I've done a lot of those things before, or very very similar. And um, so when I coached with Rachel, I was like, I want to focus more on my walk and my interview. Um, and I wanted her to help me with my outfits because the year before um, I'd really not. Well, I hadn't got it as bad as my first year competing. Let's just say that. But um, that was an area that I wasn't quite sure on. And I was sort of trying to I still I still think I think with every pageant, you find your feet a little bit more with what was right for the pageant and for me. And so make it clear to your coach in the beginning, the areas that you want to invest the time and money in more. And it's always worth, even if you think you're amazing interview, if your coach offers interview, it's always worth doing like a touch on it there. And just getting them to like buff out any creases, give you that little extra confidence boost, um, particularly if you're either new to pageantry or new to the system. I was not worried about my interview at all the first time I competed because I've always aced job interviews. But job interviews don't normally have the time crunch of three minutes and I massively fell flat on my face around that and I also didn't know pageantry. Whereas if I'd worked with a coach, um, I could have got a lot more out of my interview the first time I competed. So even if you think it's an area that you're good on, do still touch on it but make it clear uh, which areas you're most concerned about. the biggest thing that you need to do with any coaching, business, personal, pageantry, um, is to remember that you are a filter and not a sponge. Um, so I, I worked with uh, three different coaches actually over competing for Galaxy last time. Um, and two of them looked at my outfits um, and one of them really liked some bits of one that the other one really hated and vice versa. Um, and in the end, neither of those were going to be my judges. Uh, So it's remembering that you need to feel confident and comfortable on the stage in what you're wearing. Um, Like I have certain criteria around what I wear that I've learned from from competing and just from dressing myself over the last few years um, of what I will and won't feel comfortable in. Um, For example, I'm very happy doing a two-piece on stage, two-piece bikini, but I wouldn't be happy in a really small fashion wear I know, what a contradiction in terms, but that's just me. I'm. Um, I want to be a little bit more covered in my fashion wear, but I'm quite happy to be in a, a two-piece bikini. Go figure. Um, but it's it's remembering that because in the in the end, it's very unlikely your coach is going to be stood backstage or on the stage with you, going, yeah, yeah, that's that's brilliant, that's amazing. It's gonna be what's in your head that you're gonna hear. And if you're thinking, oh i don't feel comfortable in this i wish i'd i wish i'd stuck up stuck my hand up a bit more and gone no this isn't right for me how can we find a balance um because it is always about finding a balance between um the systems um what the system expects and any specific criteria and what's right for you um like finding that little bit that little balance in there um like for me example i very wear very rare <laughs> very rarely wear necklaces um which is funny, because one of my favourite headshots has a massive necklace in. Um, but if I've got to move around, not, I'm not comfortable with necklaces, but I, I love the big earrings. um. So that is going to, um, if I had an outfit and my coach said to me, oh, that would look amazing with a massive necklace, I'm probably more likely to want to change the outfit than add the necklace. Um, and that's just a process of getting to know yourself and what you're happy with on stage and and how you're going to feel your absolute best. Um, so make sure that any advice your coach is giving you, that you are putting it through the filter of you as well. Um, one of the things that um, I, I think probably business-wise, I found this the most, but I have had, I've had it a little bit in pageantry, is your coach should make you feel good. And this is where it can be, um, I'm going to talk about signing into country, uh, contracts and bulk packages and things like that and um, later but this is where it's you have to be very careful f- um to committing to a coach too early before you've got like a taster for what they're like and um, sense of humor i i don't imagine that any coach is going to go out of their way to try and make you feel bad i feel like that would be massively counterproductive Um. But different people work different ways. And if you have like a complete clash in um, sense of humour with your coach, they may say something about an outfit that makes you feel really bad. Um, and like I said, I had this with, um, uh, with business coaches where I've like had a business idea and it just wasn't, it wasn't a product or service that they would really have connected with they wouldn't have been my target audience so they made me feel bad about that idea that I had whereas actually one they shouldn't have as a coach they shouldn't have made me feel bad about it at all um but it was it was not it wasn't going to connect with them um so for me that would be like working with a coach that really doesn't believe in charity and community work Again, I don't know any pageant coaches that don't believe in that um, or or are very anti it. But um, for me, that's like my favourite bit. And if I went into a coaching session and they were like, I don't know why you're bothering with any of that. It's such a waste of time. It's so pointless. Don't care about it. Um, I would leave feeling really deflated. Um, It's not going to help your self-confidence and things like that. Um, So this is why it's important to have done a few sessions with a coach um so that you get you get a sense of how they teach and who they are and like I say it can literally be like a sense of humor thing um I um through my own personal reasons um don't like like it when people uh jokingly criticize and um, my close friends know not to do it with me my partner is particularly good at pulling up um uh like family Uh, my family have a habit of doing that sorry family but you do and that's probably why I don't like it um is uh criticizing in jest I hate it um but some people find that really funny and it's part of their like jokey personality and part of their sense of humor um and that's the difference between um like the coach being right a good coach and the coach being right for you it could be the best coach in the world um but they might not be the right coach for you um and that i'm going to leads leads into um i don't think i've ever written so many notes for a um <laughs> for a podcast episode because i kind of want to make sure i covered everything um leads me into like signing contracts and signing bulk packages um i would never sign up for bulk anything contract into anything without like having a taster um when it comes to with things like coaching and um, or like even like a dressmaker i'd want to um like I've seen the sketches, I've want to have had a bit of a meeting with them first, um, I'd uh, want to see some of their previous work on stage and spoken to someone that's maybe had something from them, um, and that's the same with coaching, you want to know um, that you're going to connect, otherwise you feel very like stuck with that coach, um, if particularly if you've like signed into um, exclusivity contracts or you've paid for like four coaching sessions and after the first one you're like we're just not a good fit um, so I would make sure you've done a, at least a couple of sessions with them before you commit to bulk packages really find out the the fine details of those what you can and can't do um, I I'm gonna get a shot for this but I don't believe in exclusivity contracts with coaching. I know it's controversial, and I do understand the reasons why some coaches do it, but for me, um, a coach should be... I'd want the coach to be good enough to hold on to me. I'm a pretty loyal person, and um, so I personally wouldn't sign exclusivity contracts. So shoot me if you want, but that is my personal belief. I wouldn't be doing it. Um, and also, I think... Um, Sometimes, with like timing wise and, and like travel distance wise, um, walk coaching, I really want to do in person with someone. Um, whereas interview coaching, I quite often prefer to do it digitally because of my time constraints. So, if I found um, an interview, uh, an amazing coach who didn't do any digital, I know at the moment everyone's doing digital, but but say they were an amazing coach but they didn't do any digital it's not going to be the right place for me because I do not have the the time or inclination and I live really far down south to so be driving all around the country, doesn't work with my daughter. Um, so I might be like, I really want to work with you, you're an amazing coach, but I'm also going to work with this coach on my interview because it means I can do it digitally and have like that um, that weekly or bi-weekly or whatever it is that I want to do extra time with that coach. Um, I do think you should always be... Um, open and honest with your coaches like that goes both ways um and I think some reason that one of the reasons some coaches have started doing those contracts is because the honesty hasn't been there from um from the contestant's point of view always be honest with your coach if you are coaching with another coach and um, like always speak to them and say look this is why I'm doing it and um, I'm, I'm gonna talk about like the, the the balance of working with multiple coaches in a second but um above all you you should be honest with your coach because then they can they can work with that instead of against that um, it's um, when i've gone went into coaching sessions i'm like i'm specifically working with this coach for this thing and this coach for this thing and i would like us to cover this area of it um, and they also then were aware oh i know the style so if she's working with her for walk i know the style of the walk there so we can still do the practice and some fine tweaking with that and and you can work with it together um, and but you need you need to have a, a strategy and a reason behind working with multiple coaches. Don't just work with multiple coaches just so you can say you've worked with multiple coaches. Um, and if they do have exclusivity contracts that maybe counter or contradict something else you've got going, and um, maybe you really want to work with a coach, but you really want to go to your friend's doing a, a charity coaching day and it's with a different coach. Um, speak to them before. Say, look, I really want to work with you as my main coach but um, I can't sign a contract because I'm going to this event or um, I want to go to one of the crown camp weekends and things because those aren't just coaching. There's so much more that goes into a crown camp weekend. Um, speak to them and, and say, I'm I'm happy for you to be my only main coach, but um, I want it written in that I'm going to be going, you're allowing me or it's pre-approved that I'm going to this event and this event, which would also classify as coaching. And um, with any contract, never sign any contract until you've completely read it. And um, no one ever um, should be putting a contract in front of you and demanding that you sign it then and there. And um, I am extremely dyslexic, and there is nothing more stressful for me than being given small print as well, because I've got genetic cataracts, which means my eyesight is awful, and um, given a small print contract last minute and asking to sign it, um, I did an interview, I don't think it's gone out yet about dyslexia and pageantry and how um, like systems and suppliers and things can make it that little bit easier. Um, And one of the things I said in there is it would be great if you have a contract, be it your supplier or system, if you're going to be asking your contestants to sign a contract um, in a meeting, at rehearsals, that you give them the option of having it in advance and you make it clear that it's no trouble if they need to see it in advance and the galaxy one I've read before I know it's not too long but we are given it and at rehearsals and things and so We did talk about that on the podcast and now other people know, Okay, so Galaxy contract, I'm going to be given at rehearsals. I'm really uncomfortable having to read something quickly or I know I need to take my glasses with me, whatever it may be. Um, And I can't imagine that if you reached out to the Galaxy team and said, look, really dyslexic or um, I really sort of feel nervous if I have to read something quickly can you please um send it to me in advance so I can just have pre-read it um so I'm a bit more comfortable um I can't imagine that they wouldn't feel um like comfortable doing that and that should be the same with coaches it shouldn't be like no you need to sign up for um you need to sign up now um, at your first meeting or you rock up to your first coaching session. You've paid for your first coaching session. You rock up and then they're like, before we start, you have to sign this contract. And it eats into your time coaching with them or something like that. That is not OK. Speaking as a poorly cited dyslexic person, that's not OK. Um, and also the same with um, any pressure selling into buying bulk packages. Um I hate when they're like, oh, it's just a special offer that we're running today. So you need to sign up and give me the money today or you need to sign the contract to say you're going to give me the money today. Otherwise, you're going to lose out on this rate. Um, I would severely question going with any coach that tries to pressure sell um, bulk packages like in the session and says you have to pay for them then and there. I've never experienced that in pageantry, but I have experienced it in uh, personal and business um, coaching. And and it makes, it's a, t- a massive turn off and it makes me walk away. Um, and I think some of us, have pro- most of us have probably experienced that at one point or another, um, in some sort of selling, be it online or a shop or something like that. And and pressurised selling, it's like, "Mm, no, I'm not going to be pressured into this. I'm going to go away and think about it. And quite often when you go back to them and you're like, you had this deal on, but I need you to have a little think, they will honour it. So many will still honour it. But like I said, I've never experienced that in pageantry, but I have it in other coaching. So I kind of wanted to put it out there. Um, then Working with multiple coaches. Like I said, you need to be honest with the coaches you're working with. You need to have an idea of why are you working with all these different coaches. Uh, it could be as simple as like going to you say you want to go to a couple of interview coaches and you go to and so you've coached with Coach A. And then you go to coach B and be like, look, I'm coached with coach A. I'm really confident, but I would really like some someone else's interpretation of my answers and my and some feedback on my questions. I'm fairly confident with my interview. Um, but would you mind basically you're you're paying them to be a, a test judge? And um, that could be a really good and um, uh, a very sensible and, and completely realistic reason for going and trying with other coaches. Um it could be, like I said, one's running a workshop, you've been coaching one-to-one with a certain coach, but another coach is running like a workshop and a few of your friends are doing it and you'd quite like the to just go to a fun pageantry thing. Um, once events start opening up more and more, um, I see that kind of thing. We are going to, as pageant girls, going to want to go to every pageant opportunity available. Um so just be honest, be honest with your coach um, that you're going off to do that. Um, or maybe you've worked with a coach for a number of years. These are a few examples. Like There are loads of reasons that I think are good reasons to work with multiple coaches. Um, and they're very personal. But um, it could be that you've coached with coach A for a number of years. You've really progressed really, really well with them. Um, but you've maybe changed systems or your system now has a, like a recommended preferred coach. Um, so you can go to your coach and say, I still want to coach with you, um, but my new system has this preferred coach. So I would also like to do a couple of sessions with her because um, maybe she's got some inside knowledge or she knows the staging better or anything like that. Um, but like I said, honesty, honesty, honesty all the way to the bank. Um, be honest with the coach you've had and the coach you're going into working with and check with them before. Um, you, you sign up for their workshop or their programme or anything and be like, look, I, I coach with this person I have for a number of years, but I as the preferred coach or whatever, I would also like to do some sessions with you. Is that OK? Um, because if they've got limited spots, they may say, actually what I teach is very similar to that coach. Um, I only have limited spaces, so you'd probably be wasting your time to do both. Um, I've, I've had like coaches be that honest with me as well. And it's massively respected, um, when they do things like that. Um, blah, 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 blah. just like checking my notes to make sure I've covered everything I kind of wanted to cover. Um, my last one is about doing the work before and after. Um, unless you're lucky enough to be extremely wealthy and be able to like move a coach into your house to always be there for all of your training and awesome if you can do that. Um, I sure can't. Um, but make sure you're doing the work uh, before and after your sessions. So, If they send you, if your coach sends you like a handbook, make sure you have gone through it with a fine tooth comb, made lots of notes before you get there. And you're going to get a lot more benefit out of your time with your coach if you have done that. And then the same afterwards, make sure when you're planning out your time, big time management addict, as we know, me, and make sure that you've factored in. So I sort of, uh, say i'm going um, driving up north i'm going to have like a whole day with a coach I will make sure that I've scheduled in like a good few hours the, during that week before I go um, to go through all the paperwork, make lots of notes and um, make sure I've got everything with me that I need with me, if it's outfits and things like that um, and then also I'm going to make sure I've blocked off some time for when I get back um, to really action everything I've learned, action the notes, type everything up if your handwriting is as bad as mine, um, I want it typed up um, so that I can reference it easier, put it into bullet points um, um, send out any bits and pieces that I need to get altered or order any additional things and, and what have you I'm going to make sure that I've allocated the time before and after to actually do the work and um, if maybe you're very lucky and it all sticks in your head but the majority of people aren't um and you should be making yeah make notes during your sessions um ask to do video clips of your walking and you could even ask if you can take a camera and set it up to record the whole thing so you've got even your like conversations together so that you can reference it and like I said I'm very dyslexic Um, my handwriting's appalling and sometimes in some some situations writing the notes for me isn't going to work and I quite often go to conferences and things if it's allowed and I'll just record the audio from it and and make sort of vague notes and uh, maybe I might just note the timestamps of certain things within the audio and um, so that I know uh, where the specific things that I want to come back to are. Um, I hope I've covered all the areas in there. Like I said I had a lot of notes around this. Um as I said at the beginning, this is my experience based on personal like life coaching, on business coaching and on pageant coaching um, and some of the things I haven't yet seen happen in the UK industry but I may have experienced them in a different industry and it doesn't mean that they won't crop up from time to time or that there isn't a coach that I'm not aware of within the UK industry or something that does it. Um, it's just based on like my personal experience um and I also did uh speak to a few other pageant girls when I was researching for this episode to find out their experiences um and any advice and things that they had um around working uh, with coaches and I also spoke to a few coaches and found out any like issues and things that they had with them um oh I have remembered one last thing that I think will be sort of my final thought on this um, is that um, and I know some coaches will have like confidentiality agreements so unless you announce that they're your coach they won't come out with it and I think that's really nice um, because otherwise sometimes you fall into the territory of coaches um, claiming your wins and this is one of the ones I've probably seen worst in business and um, talking about I got so-and-so's business to six figures and it's like mm, you coach the person but they did the work um and that's the thing in pageantry you're the one that's going to do the work you've got to be the filter not the sponge um you're the one that's going to have to get up on stage and deliver you're the one that's worked hard on your outfits whether you've made them or like researched and purchased and um, it's your win it's I, I personally don't think it's ever the coach's win um that said, if you've had an amazing experience with the coach and you're comfortable doing it, give them a testimonial, send them a picture of you on stage with some like words about how you how you felt being coached by them and um and like how you'd recommend them. Um, one, it's great for them to be able to use it on social media, but two, they then know that you're happy and Sort of set, speaking out and saying that you were coached by them, and um, some girls aren't, and that's okay too. If you're not comfortable speaking out with it, then that's fine. Um, we do have an option that you can click through on our website where you can submit um, a little bit of love for uh, pageant coaches or, or systems. Um, we do call it a review, but I kind of resent calling it a review because we want we want the positive things. Um, We're not a review site in any way, shape or form, um, but we do have that option. Um, So if you've had a wonderful experience with any supplier, be it a pageant coach or a pageant system or a dressmaker, um, then you can pop onto our website and submit a review to share a little bit of love. Um, And we pop those on um, anonymously. So it will go on where the systems page is um, and we share them across our social media as well. Um, So you may also want to do a thank you post particularly if you win if you win and you're happy to share who your coach was pop it in your thank you post tag them in there so they can share it as well um social media is such an amazing way to publicize and other pageant girls to find out about um different coaches and things as well um, so if you're comfortable give them that opportunity to share that you they worked with you and you worked with them and um, and the success that you had um because of their their support and enc- encouragement. I hope that's been helpful. If you've got any additional questions, then please let me know. Um, if you want to find out any more about the two coaching programs that we run with Pageantland, it's www.pageantlandcoaching.com. Uh, like I said, we do also promote all the other coaches on our website, and both of those programs um, are designed to run sort of in line with training with another coach. Um, so you've got uh, purpose from pageantry, which is all about like your platform development, and then you've got pageant game plan, and um, which is like coming up with a full blown action plan we do in that look at which coaches you want to work with in different areas and things as well so that one very much feeds into working with other pageant coaches. I'm not going to be taking on any more of those in 2020 Um it will probably be a couple of months into 2021 before we take on uh, before I take on any more clients with that Um, but if you are considering coaching maybe later in the year and um, then do submit there's like a little form that you submit it doesn't um tie you into anything and we just um Once I've got slots available, um, I will reach out and we'll do a a little free discovery call um, about those. Uh, Like I said, the main website for the full list of pageant coaches, which is pageantland.online, so www.pageantland.online. Hit the resources tab and there is um, a link there for suppliers and you'll find the pageant coaches listed in there. Have an amazing day and I look forward to seeing Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day and remember you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.